What's desire? Désolé. Désolé. Sorry, which we also say a lot. <laughs> Bonjour, David. Est-ce qu'on peut parler, Jacques et moi, à propos de toi? Why? Ah, il sentit comme un moufette, oui? Comme si, comme ça. <laughs> hey! Nice work. Was that French, that last part? I don't know. C'est ne pas I think français, I, monsieur. I, I think... Oh, we're keeping on going with this? <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not French. Come <laughs> we're on. brethren. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was a little bit funny. <laughs> yeah. I've all got to think. Uh, no, hey, we're here. We're in English, and uh, Jackson started another language last time. <laughs> hey, <No>. yeah, what? <laughs> so I thought I would start in a different language, but... Uh, yeah. We're here on a big occasion, a uh, big event in the world. Oh, yeah. Uh, National Life Jacket Week. Saw at the local pool on my way over. National Life Jacket Week, everybody. National Dave, give us your uh, boating tips. Hmm. Don't capsize. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> wear a life jacket. Oh, oh okay. Yes. Illuminating. And have fun. Huh. Oh, that's a rule. <laughs> okay. In the boat. In the boat. You must have fun. I, it's a Mother's Day, but, you know. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> you want to get into that a little bit more? Happy uh, Mother's Day, Mom. Happy. I know you're not listening to this. Yeah, I know you're not listening to Mom, <laughs> but I love you. Mrs. Short might be. No. No, she won't be. Okay, Mr. Short. <laughs> Tell Mrs. Short. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We wish her about Mother's Day. Huh, none of our mothers listen, eh? No. I assume that was our listener base. Was <laughs> our mothers, our faithful, faithful audience. All right. Huh. In, in honor of our mothers, we're going to talk about... Oh. Dressing up real fancy mm-hmm. and uh, taking care, of, taking pride in our appearance, taking care of business, as they say. What was that band that made that song? Mm. I think it was a Canadian band from A Knight's Tale. What a great film! It is a great film. Great film. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Knight's nice Talk with uh, Jack Tanner and Dave. And we're oh, back. I, I'm Tanner Haas, by the way. Boy, well, somebody didn't know. I'm David Short. I'm Jackson O'Brien. Ah, that's us. So we're talking about uh, a less serious topic because we've been we've been diving deep, and there's some serious ones coming up. Let me tell you, we are. Uh, mm. oh. I'm a little nervous. It's going to be some big stuff coming up. Lots of nice things in store for the summer at uh, Designing Brethren. Yeah, lots of big stuff. I'm about to take a class with David's brother at Regent for a week next week. With whom? Like who's the prof? Uh, Tremper Longman, and it's about Old Testament difficulties. So I'm going over genocide, I'm going over sexuality and patriarchy, and then I'm going over creation. That's so three topics, awesome. and I want a podcast on each of them during that week. <laughs> so it's going to be like the most controversial month. We can't handle this. Ever. <laughs> so before we get into that, huh. let's get into this. Uh, we're talking about dressing up for church. Should we be... Looking good for for God or others mm, or both. both. I don't know. And uh, there's definitely a generational divide on that one. We realize that we are all young people who wear you know baggy pants down to our ankles and all that stuff. Jackson, you're pretty well dressed. Sometimes, Dave. 
looks like a slob. <laughs> no, and, okay. I wore this yesterday too. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. You saw me yesterday. Yeah. How often do you change your underwear, Jackson? Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that amount is. Fine. <laughs> you flip them around. You hold them inside out. That's four. <laughs> and then I change them. Two pairs of underwear per week. <laughs> Uh, not only is there a generational divide on young people versus old people, there's definitely a divide versus immigrants and um, black churches and pretty much everywhere else in the world and North America (laughs) on this one where pretty much everywhere in the world, people dress up. Uh, When I was in Africa going to church, everybody Mm. looked amazing, even though they had almost no money. Mm. Uh, you go to churches. I went to a church in India. Everybody looked great. I, I went to churches in a bunch of countries. Looked great. Have you ever been to a... Well, you went to... Poland. Poland. Oh. How do people look? Well, like, the dress is just up to a few notches from us anyways. Yeah. And so at church, it's like... Well, they're all Catholic, too. Right. And Catholics dress up, so, yeah. So, more. More uh, Dave, formal. Mexico? Mm, I don't think I went to church in Mexico. Belize, when we went, it was real nice. Yeah, I think what so. I remember. Yeah. I'm... It was a little fuzzy, though. May I ask a question? Yeah. What do we mean by dressing up? Uh, I mean, that's so cultural, right? Do we mean suit and tie? Do we mean dresses and, I don't know, pumps? No, we just mean better than average. Your Sunday best. Right. So a right. lawyer going to church would wear the same thing or better than they would regularly at work. Sure. Yeah, I mean, lots of professionals wear nice things all the time. But would you know, you would think about it before you went. You would put care. Before we get into us, I was looking up the history of dressing up for church because I was wondering, like, this is this neat. always? Is this in the early church? Is this what they were doing? This is neat. Do you think they were dressing up in the early church? I, at first, like, at a cursory glance, you're like, of, of course they did. I do. Yeah, they do. Sure. But then I thought about them just like, no, I think that they met in a house, maybe underground. So no, they wouldn't dress right. up. They would just like want to look as casual and under the radar as they could. And like, where would it even be on their radar for it to be important to dress up? Well, like we create that cultural like value to it. Like, oh, dressing up has importance to it. For them, it's like, well, you wear your toga. <laughs> oh, I have, but I have the two well, straps handled today. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Old Testament. Let's go even further than the early church. Old Testament. When you went to the temple, there was this idea like you had to kind of purify yourself. Maybe you right. took a bath, like a ritual bath. You kind of. So there's like they probably wouldn't have had many pairs of clothes, but there's this sense that you're like. And then you would at least put on your second pair of underwear that week. Like fresh clothes. <laughs> like you'd turn your underwear inside out and backwards, and then you could go in the temple sort of thing. Right, Dave? I don't think so. That makes, that makes sense in my head. <laughs> and then, so that's kind of the Old Testament. There's a verse where Jacob, he has to build an altar to the Lord. And the Lord says, change your clothes, burn your idols, and then go and build an altar to me. It's like, well, why has he got to change his clothes? Is it like, maybe that's an argument for changing your clothes. Now, Jesus, when he gets to the time of Jesus, Jesus is a homeless peasant, Mm. sort of. So, like, do you think Jesus wore nice clothes? Do you think he wore nice clothes to synagogue? Huh. Maybe. The Old Testament was about, like, you're not 
God is holy and you aren't, and you, you can't approach him. And then once Jesus died for us, there was the, the temple right. Torah. So within the system of the Old Testament, clothes make sense. Yeah. Because it's all about um, set-apartness. It's about purity. It's about holiness. So there is a divide here that God wanted to illustrate. So Okay, so you're giving a little hint that you think the New Testament changes that. Well, I'm so sure. I don't know. Mm. But Okay, so you got Jesus, and you're kind of like, well, he was probably poor. Mm. There's verses in the New Testament about clothes where it says, right. stop wearing all your gold and looking real good with your braided hair. That. That's directed to women, by the way. Ladies. <laughs> I think all the stuff on dress is directed to women. Yeah. <laughs> That's for next week. <laughs> Patriarchy in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I, I also want women to dress modestly with decency and propriety, not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes. So maybe that saying, leave your Sunday best for another day. Yeah, yeah. No need off. to impress. Put it off. Maybe, or that was an issue at that point. Mm. James talks about when there's a poor man who comes into your church and he's wearing filthy clothes and a rich man wearing fine clothes. Don't show favoritism. Don't treat the rich man better. So not directly about clothes, but kind of about the social status behind clothes, the impressing other people, right? And that the New Testament seems to be guiding it towards it doesn't matter. And you should avoid that. Well, well, well. <laughs> well, that's what the at least our three verses that want to determine this theology of clothes. right. <laughs> Jesus mocks the Pharisees for walking around in flowing robes and that kind of idea that you just like you look great yeah. in front of people and that's kind of uh, your whitewashed tombs. You're always worried about the clothing on the outside and you're worried about the inside. Yeah. So those would all kind of probably, you're right, Jackson, hint towards maybe this didn't matter. Right. In the Middle Ages, pretty much everybody but the rich people had two sets of clothes. You got the one for working in the field, your tunic and your leggings, or possibly you go commando. I don't really know what they did back then. Whoa, 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 whoa. So they flipped the sack inside out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> That's funny to me. <laughs> Dave? <laughs> but then there was your town clothes. So like when you weren't like scrubby in the fields, you'd like put on the one pair. And so you'd wear that to church. So there's like a sense that you wear like the nicer of your two hmm. go to church with. So, eh. And then when like 1800s, you got the Industrial Revolution, the Textile Revolution, suits and things like that or whatever, or like frilly I don't know, the 1800s, what were they wearing? Women, men were wearing dresses with flirt. Puffy shirts. Puffy shirts. Puff, poofy, poofy shirts. <laughs> right. Yeah. There was the idea like, oh, us middle class and us working poor, like we can look like rich people now because we can afford this. And so like everybody starts wearing like suits and everything. And mm. finally, rich people have to start doing other things to look rich right. because everybody looks good. And so then people start wearing their Sunday best to church. That's where it kind of comes from. Mm. Then you get to the 1950s, like people dress up to go to movie theaters, dress mm. up to go on an airplane. Like mm. you just look good for like things. That's for public things. Public things, any public thing. Yeah. And then you get today where, Dave, how would you describe the state of dressing up today? Mm. I dress up for weddings. You put on a suit, put on a dress. Do you dress up for weddings? I don't. <laughs> I say people do. <gasps> oh, okay. oh, okay. Well, we'll get into that later. Sure. Uh, you dress up for funerals, weddings, funerals, for graduations, yep. or maybe just 
Fancy dinners with the wife. Right. Fancy Once again, dinners. dressing up means going above casual, regular clothes. Uh, uh, what else? Thank you, though. Church. I mean, some people, <laughs> older generation, most of them dress up. Or maybe they just wear nicer clothes all the time. And then our generation walks in with sweatpants and yoga pants. Oh, and I love flip-flops and shirts. Camp t-shirts and flip-flops right. and our hats on sideways. Blue hair. Blue hair. <laughs> Like death metal t-shirt Plugs Plugs <laughs> Tattoos Tattoos The list goes on What's this podcast about? <laughs> exactly Let's just rant <laughs> So there's been a change I'm a human I got hot blood Flowing through me Fast <laughs> For you guys Did you grow up dressing Your parents would make you dress up for church? Maybe when I was real young But not once I was At an age when I really remember but did your parents, even though they didn't tell you to, they were dressed up? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. The reason I keep asking, what do we mean by dress up, Jeez. is because when I was like, until 10 years old, I would wear the same thing every day. Reebok sweatpants with a Nike t-shirt with like a blue mesh and gray sleeves. Nice. Every single day. Mm. It didn't matter. Yeah. And my orange Puma shoes. Mm. Same thing. And then... Mom's like, you can't wear that to church. I'm like, why not? And she says, I'm your mom. <laughs> I'm like, fine. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> and then, yeah, touche. And then, but then that's what I mean by dress up is like, hey, so I would dress up for church. The issue is, yes, I did dress up, but I would, if I were to continue in my 10-year-old trends of wearing sweatpants every day, then I would likely dress up to this, to what I'm doing now. So I technically don't dress up or wouldn't need to dress up when I actually look fine for any social context. Well, I mean, you're wearing a t-shirt. Most people would say like, well, an older generation would say that's not dressing up at all. Yeah. It's a sports t-shirt. It has buttons here. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're nice fake logo on it. I got this from my mom for huh? Christmas. Yeah, but did your it's, mom give it as a church shirt to you? She said. What did she say? She said. You need a t-shirt because you've been wearing the same Nike t-shirt for 25 years. <laughs> it's your preaching shirt, Jackson. That's what was written on the card. No. No, it wasn't meant for church. Anyway. do you? So Dave says, do you dress up for fancy occasions, funerals, weddings? I am on a progression over several years of each wedding I go to trying to dress more casual. Oh, I've kind of stagnated a little bit, but I'm in... I wear blue jeans to every wedding now. Mm-hmm. And like... I, the next step is the shorts and like the short sleeve button up shirt. Okay. <laughs> and then the next step after that is just, I, I can't wait. Because it's a t shirt. Oh, yeah, shorts. it's like a t shirt. Do you dress up for dates with your wife? Uh, depends where we're going. Yeah, obviously. obviously if we're going to a wedding, I'm going to wear. But my do you, if you go to a fancy restaurant. Yeah, like I'll put on some, like I'll put on my nice blue jeans. <laughs> Maybe like a, a sweater or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why? Uh, probably because she says it looks good. Hmm. Okay. How about you, Jack? You dress up quite a bit for events. Yeah, I do. I had a phase in high school for sure as well. Dark times. And then <laughs> doing my practicum, you have to be professional is what they say. Sure. Because like, I can look like a kid because I act like a kid. And so they say, you need to wear something that shows that you're not actually a kid. Yeah. And the point is maybe you'll behave correspondingly too. Sure. Or students might see you as more of an authority because you dressed up yeah. or something like that. Do you think it works? Somehow it does. Yeah. 
Probably. I don't expect it to. Maybe. Do you dress up? Uh, yeah, I dress yeah. up for events. I, okay. I don't look good the rest I, of <laughs> the time. I don't know when to insert my, my viewpoint. No, you don't get to insert it yet. I want to, though. Okay, we're, we're still not in the realm of church. I'm intentionally avoiding right. it. Do you think that clothes affect your mood or the tone of an event or the importance of event? And don't, don't go church. But in general, do you think clothes have a bearing on your inside, yourself, but also other people? Okay, th- this is... I'm going. Are they sending a message? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, Jackson, what were you saying? Absolutely. No, no, Dave doesn't <laughs> no, get No, I'm stuck. going. <laughs> Shut up. Okay? Because you're bringing up my point. This is, this is my thing, and I know no one else in the entire world agrees with me with this. I love these moments. I think people Except look... for Carter, who's I, listening. I yes. think... Thanks, Carter. I think that people look better in casual clothing, and I stand by that completely. What? Casual clothing is better looking than formal clothing, and it, go, it, it goes because Why of you what wash Tanner. Suits? There's so many holes it, in this. It goes to what Tanner's <laughs> saying so of wrong. there isn't. There's there's a mood. There's an attitude, and casual implies oh. comfort, being at home, feeling like just I'm at ease. I I feel comfortable, and I. Like blue jeans and a t-shirt is just, that's, that's how you look the best because you, you're not putting on things. You're just, you're, you're you, you're comfortable. You're at ease. I didn't put jeans on until I was like 17 because blue jeans weren't me. There's a ton of people that hate jeans and a t-shirt. They don't feel comfortable in those. They feel really comfortable wearing a tie. Well, just if they look casual, like casual clothing is just like you, you, that's you. You feel good. Like that's just, it's it's casual, and I like casual. Okay, okay, but that's that's fine because you're answering my question by saying it does affect the yeah, tone and the mood. Right. Yeah. You just think that casual is what you want. And formal feels you, stuffy. You and, want that tone and mood, but you would say it does. So uh, pretend you're, I, I don't know, some ceremony. You're going to meet the prime minister. Mm-hmm. Do you dress up? Uh, or would you rather a world where you did not have to dress up? I would rather a world up? where I didn't have to dress up. Because you don't feel like he's a very important person, or at least his office is very important. Oh, I have a therefore, ton of... His office is very important. So how do we signify mm-hmm. that as a culture? It's how, you, it's how you act towards the person and about the person, but I don't care... If he shows up, but like, so if pretend like I would say that clothing (laughs) is a part of nonverbal communication that like Uh, not, you know, 95% of our talk to each other is nonverbal. It's a part that needs to die though. (laughs) It's my body. It's what I wear to you. It's what I signify to you. I'm telling you things. So do you feel like you're telling the prime minister through your clothing? You're not. Your office is not important if you were to show up in flip flops and also, a t-shirt. I don't think so, Dave. I'm going to do something really important. Oh no, no! <laughs> right? Come on, right? you're right? signifying to me you don't care about me. This is nonverbal. <laughs> what is this telling you? Frank. I'm so much more, cut- ladies and gentlemen. <gasps> I just took off my shirt. Yeah, we all know. Dave. We all know. <laughs> Look, what does the- this tell you about this situation right now? I feel so much better. Casual clothing. You do that for the prime minister <laughs> and church casual and funerals cl- and weddings. Casual clothing isn't about looking bad. It's not about looking shabby. It's just like, it's. Yeah, it's you. you know. Sure. It's what you're most used to. But. Feel yourself. But my question, do you feel like you would be signifying to the other person? Not to you. 
Maybe you still feel they, inside that you blah, blah, blah. But they might hmm. be sign- interpreting it that way, and I would... Like, if you if it's your wedding day, Katie comes down in a beautiful dress, and you have your Indeed. flip-flops and things, and you're like, but I, you know that I think this is important inside. In, in, Dave's world, in Dave's world, weddings would look very, very different, and one of those things would be clothing would be completely <laughs> and utterly different. That's so surprising. But buddies. you do think it affects things. So, Jack, yeah, 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 same fine. question. Oh, absolutely. Do you think it affects? It totally does. Mood, everything. Yeah. I think it affects me. Like, there's a reason we take our hat off for the anthem, because it's a clothing signifier of a tone that we're saying this is more important. Like your ver- nonverbal thing, right? Yeah, nonverbal. I'm saying that it's important patriotism in my country by taking off a hat. And so it doesn't matter if I feel patriotic with a hat on when I sing the anthem. I think external signifiers, you know, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks and the clothing is worn and all those things. Like I think the Bible verse. Yeah. I just think that (laughs) internal stuff come out in how we dress. Do you think Dave, do you get bothered when we're going to church now? Not clothing. We're not talking about clothing. But when people, it seems like they haven't put thought or preparation into coming to church. So people staying up super late the night before and then coming in late or coming in tired or coming in not prepared Mm. um, mentally or the worship team not preparing or communion not being done in a serious way, but in like a cavalier way. Do you think that matters to you? I don't think I spend much time thinking about what other people are doing. I do all those things. You do them as in what? As in I stay up late with friends. Yeah, yeah, but how do you feel when you do those? Do you notice the difference that I didn't prepare myself? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, it's it's a week-to-week different fluid thing. What about you, Jeff? I'm living in a space right now where I don't care what other people do, and I don't want to talk to them about their problems. Like you can make your own choices. And, and of course I have an idea of what I think is right, but I'm not going to go out of my way to say you should consider this because um, they're, they're living in what they think is right. Unless it, unless it causes harm to some others mm-hmm. and, and they're doing it intentionally to cause harm or maybe unintentionally too. But if you tell them, Hey, this harms this person, they're like, I'm just going to keep doing this because I want to. Then you, do you think it harms other people if you show up late to church? Yeah. So if it's a persistent thing, then I would ask them. Sure. Or do you think it harms other people if you stay up really late and are pretty tired when you come to church? Uh, On a consistent basis. Sure. So I've consistent. kind of consistently been doing that. And do you think it harms or do you think people should just be like, hey, that's him and the rest mm. of us, whatever? I, I don't, I think people would tell me if it's beginning to harm or maybe they wouldn't, but I think that they would, especially when I have spots in leadership that kind of we take whatever you mean, matter more or something like that. Like uh-huh. when you're leading worship or when you're doing the communion thought, like it matters that you're prepared. If you sit up till four, fine. But if you get it done, I don't care. Mm-hmm. So if, if it harmed it, talk about it. If it didn't then it should be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it does. Uh, I'm not talking about clothing because I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm still on the fence. But for other things, it does bother me. And it bothers me when I do those things because it does, it's got to affect things. It, 
if everybody, whatever, is looking at their phones in church, it's all everybody's individual decision, but it's mm. affecting the atmosphere of everybody. Whether like, everybody can be I've, in an atmosphere of, of reverence or of... But I'm, no? tr- I'm trying to... I'm trying at least to come to the place where I'm recognizing that these aren't the things to pin our... like. We're trying to evaluate how the other person's spirituality is based on whether they show up on time to church or not. And it's mm. like... I don't think you have to evaluate their spirituality. Well, I, I'm just like, I bet that the Pharisees never showed up late to synagogue and I bet that they were very prepared. And, and it, it's not the... I don't know. It's, it's just... I try not to think of these things as why I should have a talk with that person about maybe there, maybe there's something wrong here. I, I don't know. I, if your wife asks you to be on time for things and you are late for things, are you showing something about what you think about your wife? Uh, if it was consistent, yeah. And if the growth group, you're the leader, are you telling something to the kids if you always show up late hmm. that you don't care so much about them? Hmm. Possibly. I don't think it's as black and white, but yeah. I guess I just, I I, I think people who Mm. don't think clothing is an issue, which I mean, spoiler alert is kind of me. Mm. I think we don't think through the fact that there's a bunch of other stuff that we would like that's external. That's not the heart, but that bothers us and actually harms us Mm. when people don't take it seriously. It is saying something if a friend always shows up late. Are I mean, you, we do we spend time and care on the things we value. But I mean, I have friends that are consistently late to things, and I think very highly of them. Oh. And I think, well, thank you, like, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> like how sweet of you to uh, say. Uh, <laughs> like I don't know. It, I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm fighting the box that we're trying to make here. <laughs> Oh, okay, Dave, this is up your Pharisee alley. Do you think it's easier to have a Pharisaic heart when you dress up or you go casual? Or do you think it is completely independent of what you wear? I think it's independent. This is the linchpin of my argument. Oh. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. I think it's independent. All my life, I've been very casual, dressed to church, and all my life, I have to fight. My my inner trapping is to go Pharisaical. Right. So I, but on the issue of clothing or no? On or just in, on general? in general. Yeah. Jeff. For me, what I think that you were saying is like the Pharisee argument can happen on both sides. Yeah. And so that's why I think that like you can be a Pharisee by being a casual person by thinking, oh, those who dress up, they're being Pharisees and they're stupid. Mm-hmm. And you're judging them. And then if you're a Pharisee, or sorry, if you're, sorry, if you're dressing up, <laughs> you can be, have that same. <laughs> <laughs> you can a little betray his hand a little bit. Yeah, I know. Oh, if you're dressing up, you can take the Pharisee position and lens when you say, oh, they're not dressing up, so therefore they don't care enough about it. So that because that argument can go on both sides, I think that you should just dress up. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, I'm missing a step here. Yeah, there was a step in that logic. We'll cover it later, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so both, everybody would say probably you could probably just be as easily a Pharisee one way or the other. Yeah, I think so. Like in our mind, I think everybody goes to the old curmudgeon guy mm, who's yeah. judging the youth for their blue hair yeah. and doesn't realize those youth have a vital spirituality and are yeah. loving Jesus, but like is so stuck on their outward appearance yeah. mm-hmm. and them not dressing like the fifties. Yeah. But I, yeah, I would the say the reverse like, is true. The reverse is true. We're like, we, 
you know, it's like, oh, geez, like, can't you just be yourself in a service, you know, when you're looking yeah. at people who dress up, like, yeah, who are you pretending to be sort of thing. So, okay, let's, let's go quickly. I want your comments on arguments. I've got a bunch of arguments for casual clothing and yes. a bunch of arguments for dressing up. So let's go over the arguments for casual clothing. And Dave, you can't just go yes to each of them and then no to the other ones. You actually have to comment. Is this like hot takes? No, it's not. Like, I'm really, it's not. I'm really Don't good get at that hot in your takes. mind. <laughs> okay. We're not. Well, never, then I'm not going to win. Should never do hot takes again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay. Arguments for wearing casual clothing. There's the James 2 favoritism of the rich man that we don't want to alienate the poor and the working class. Yes. We want, <laughs> we want you to. We want to feel that somebody who comes off the street doesn't feel judged by everyone because everyone's looking good. What do you think of that argument? I feel like that would be a very important point if everyone in our church was dressed up really nice. Okay. But because not very many people Mm. are, I I feel like if a newcomer came in, they'd feel comfortable because like, oh, every all spectrum of dress is here. Right. Right. Okay, so, so like, I, yeah, if I you come like in a with good... a suit and tie, you don't feel like, oh, geez, I'm the only one with a suit and tie. I feel like mm-hmm. an idiot. Mm-hmm. I feel like this verse could be a good point, but I feel like it doesn't apply to the current Capilano. Nice answer. Okay. Next. What about casual clothing showing us that God is approachable and takes us as we are? So go over that New Testament thing you were saying. Yeah, because... That was the point of the tabernacle and the temple and like the different stages is God like, I'm holy, you're not. So to come into my presence, he you gotta put on a suit, you had to dress up and have blood or yeah. whatever, you know, like just whole bunch of things to, to show the people you can't just come to me because you aren't like me. Yeah. And then with Jesus, the idea of when God looks at us, he, he sees Jesus's righteousness mm-hmm. on us. So he doesn't have to worry about us wearing our fancy temple robes. Like, I, I think if, if the discussion is purely between me and God, on a, on a me and God level, I think that cl- what clothing I wear doesn't matter, hmm. not even 1%. But I don't know. It's when we start talking oh, about like, the community. Like, may, maybe it can change. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Another argument for casual dress is people who say there ain't nothing in the Bible saying we can't. Amen. Amen. Argument from silence. You get a cappella worship services that way too. Scripture. Silence. I get it. Was that a pun? No. It was both. Oh, good. (laughs) Another argument for casual clothing would be in the rest of our life, especially our generation is very anti-institutional. We don't trust things where, Dave, you described it so well when you thought casual clothes are better Mm -hmm. because they like when you had to put on a suit or something, you're like trying to fool people with who you are like you're being something inauthentic and suits just don't look that good well, all right <laughs> now don't fight him jack <laughs> he's wrong we all know it i made a face <laughs> and i scared dave with that face i can, and, get, I can get into semi-cash like, okay what about what about arguments for dressing up what about the idea of giving god your first fruits meaning giving god the most quality of your life mm-hmm. so you tithe your first 10% not the last 10% of your income or whatever that kind of idea mm-hmm. do you think that's applies to clothing or it's just totally unrelated to how I think, it, you would. I think it just depends on how much value you give to clothes mm-hmm. like i care about clothes this much so i'm going to give my best clothes so i care about it but if you just don't care about it then like 
I'm going to give God my best behavior. I kind of act crappy and I wasn't loving people well. Maybe right. I could do this in church. Right. And so it's a, it determin, determines what categories you apply, apply right. that. No, so you just don't care about clothes, then don't care about clothes. And you're not going to give them your best in that category. I think that's right to me. I think it's yeah. the things you care about are the things you should give your best. So if somebody, you know, I just hung out with a guy who loves Lego, maybe his best he gives to God is his Lego right. rather than something like, I could give God all my Lego. Well, not all my Lego. Not my Star, Star Wars, Wars Lego. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jack. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I think that's a good that's a good answer. Uh, what about like the holiness means set apart? We kind of dealt with that. You feel that's Old Testament God, not New Testament God. To the yeah, same you God. You can't say that. Saying, right? <laughs> I didn't say. That. I always played at Dave's mouth because he's a monster. <laughs> I love Old Testament God. What about the idea that we dress, we, so this is like online, this is everybody compares it to royalty, that you would dress up if you met a king, you're meeting a king on Sunday, why are you not dressing up? That's such a cultural thing. Okay, but within our culture, we would still dress up to meet a king. I know it's cultural, but you, me, and Dave would all dress up if we were to meet a king. We would. Yeah, but this king is different. No. This king doesn't care about still a king. cultural norms. Yeah, but you're appropriating all of what you know about a king from what we know right now. A king deserves respect and honor and, and reverence. respect to clothes. It okay, always has Jesus an external component. To clothes, though. It's such a lie to believe you could just live on inner feelings. It is always tied to what we Does do with our bodies. Does always mean it's tied to clothes, though? I think it generally means it's tied to clothes. I think yeah. it always means it's tied to behavior. <laughs> all, all three of us would shake the hand of the king or bow to whatever he needed. Like We would do that because that's what the behavior is because always behavior. I still, around I still have to submit. I've done it again. If I was say, okay, I'm going to meet Jesus face to face and I'd be like, okay, okay, I, I want to look my best. Like, no, I, you say, no, what do no, no, you no. want? Listen, listen. If you want me to look my best, listen, going, fine, going I'll with Tanner's whatever. thing of we need to look our best for royalty. For a king. If I was, if I was, listen, listen. <laughs> if I was like, I'm going to look my best and I, I got, like, there's only so much I can do with what I've been given, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to look my best. I would not be wearing very formal clothes. Okay, but would you I'd, wear a clothes with a big mustard stain on the front? No, but I don't you wear that any day. I'd probably example. be wearing clothes that could maybe be described as semi-formal, But maybe. would they be nicer than your everyday clothes? Well, I, I wear a spectrum all. of clothes. Sure, but it would be on the nicer end of your spectrum. Nicer end-ish. Okay, then you believe in dressing up for church. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> If you would go before God the King and you would if choose I, from the nicer just, spectrum of your wardrobe, I'm that is dressing up. That's all I'm saying is that clothes have, like, I like this shirt more than this shirt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're sick. And, I'm, and I reject that stupid suit and tie or even... I, uh, I reject, okay, Dave, I reject what about the idea that... Okay, so David wants to build an altar to God and the he goes to... Oh, shoot. Well, the Temple Mount, where the temple ends up being. And he says, I'll buy this field from you so that I can build an altar there. And the guy says, I'll give it to you. You don't have to buy it from me. You're the king. And he says, no, I won't sacrifice something that has not cost me anything. Mm-hmm. That sacrifice has to have a cost for it to mean mm-hmm. anything. I do think about that with church and about like 
coming early, thinking about what you're going to wear, um, prepping mentally before you take communion or things like, I don't want to offer a sacrifice where I can just come in, throw whatever, you know, stuff on, stay up super late. It didn't cost me anything except that I showed up at the building. But like, I haven't actually made the sacrifice costly of my worship. Do you think that's true? Is it worth it to make your sacrifice uh, more costly? This is, uh, this is all so pharisaical to me, like just as a, as a concept, Mm. like I'm with Jack on church to make us, but that's like, but Bonhoeffer is the opposite. That cheap grace idea. No, it's not. It's like, it's saying, Hey, we don't need to do nothing. Taking grace Taking grace like it matters means that I sacrifice my life day by day, hour by yes. hour to love other people. It doesn't matter that I wear a freaking dress stuff shirt. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. I, I, I can't get behind this. this I can't get behind this etiquette for church. Like, even though it's good things and, and I believe in going to church and even though I believe maybe, maybe think before you show up for communion, all that stuff. That's like the bottom of the list in terms of how I should be responding to God's grace. Yeah, well, we're pretty much done. I mean, we're very done. And it was a good, but I think I think we're pretty much all on the, we're not going to dress up real fancy for church wagon. Maybe we won't wear stained crud, but, right? Is that fair? I think we, none of us find it that important. I, at least, at least think about, like my, my thing as it came towards at the end of this is just like, think about others. Yeah. Dress to love. Submit out of love, right? Yeah. You know, if people want that from you and you don't think it's important, like that's the, we don't have to fight on everything, mm-hmm. you know, submit because you love the community. Mm. But, and then I think I was trying to defend it a lot this episode. I think because people who are really pro dressing up for church, we dismiss that argument a little too easily. Right, yeah. That like they really do have something to say to us about reverence and what that means and fighting consumer culture. Like, you know, if, if our opinion lines up with consumer culture, then we should be suspicious of our opinion. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And so I, I hope we do think through all that. Um, and maybe some of us get convinced that we got to dress a little better. And maybe some of us convinced that, you know, I was dressing up for church for other people. And maybe I should be casual. But do it intentionally. Live intentionally. Hmm. That's a good way. But yeah. I don't know. Do you want to do Lester Mail? Or do you want to save it for next episode? I don't want to do. I don't. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> Let's skip it. We're we're done. Uh, uh, wear your life jacket, everybody. Uh, you can reach us at designbrotherpodcast at gmail.com or our Facebook page. Thanks for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're not sure how it's going to turn out, oh, but it was great. <laughs> but it was great, oh, yeah. Dave. Who thank you for it? your. I'm not, Passion. I'm not budging. So, folks, <laughs> just to set up this, like, the, the way lay of the room, Tanner and I are in opposition, and Dave is in the middle, because that's what this episode is. But not been. in our hearts. Not in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm Tanner Hoffs. David Short. I'm Jackson O'Brien. Wear that life jacket. Wear that life jacket.